Hi everyone and welcome back to Model Student. I am your host and friend Alexandra Rain and today I am so excited to introduce Kit Costello to the podcast. They truly are the embodiment of a supermodel to me, hence the title. Um, Kit has such a lovely, incredible origin story which I'm obsessed with and this fantastic coming of age and is just so grounded and honest and I mean I'm just grinning at the thought of at the thought of them in this conversation that we had and I'm really excited to share it with you. I recorded this episode about a month ago and I joked with Kit that like no podcast episode needs to come out after this, which actually ended up being a unintentional foreshadowing to the brief break that model student is going to have. Just a quick intermission, Um, but thankfully now there's a large body of episodes that if you want to go back and listen to you can and hopefully they can be helpful with you um, in the meantime but that's my official announcement (laughs) that Kit is our uh, the perfect person to end us to to segue us into an intermission because I don't know I, I know it sounds really silly to be like this episode is so powerful but it really feels on a personal level, this conversation was very impactful and important for me to have, and I hope if it doesn't have that effect on you, at the very least, it can be entertaining. Um, one more thing, at one point in the conversation, I forget the word, <laughs> forget the saying for something, and the saying that I was listening, or that I was trying to say that I was forgetting was performative activism and virtual signaling. So when the cue comes in, when I start saying, oh, what's that word? It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. That's what I meant to say. Virtual signaling and performative activism. Without further ado, though, please welcome Kit Costello. I just started recording, so we're okay. we're good. We're live. We're on air. Amazing. I- I'm so glad we made it here. I didn't. So am I. I was scared for a moment with the daylight savings and everything, but we made it. And I'm so, 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 so happy to have you here. I'm just going to gush over you for a moment. I saw you first in Moya's video and I was like, this person like is a star, like is a moment. And then you showed up on my TikTok like algorithm on my For You page and it's like perfect I need to have them no on the way so, I had no idea yeah no big which ca- video just like a vlog yeah I think it was the uh it was like last year the London London oh my gosh how rogue yeah I've just seen her in Paris it oh, was so oh, much fun well, yeah. tell her hi for me big, big yeah definitely big fan, big fan. Oh. also I'm so yeah I mean the 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 tech gods the fashion gods the algorithm gods yeah brought us together brought us together so thank yeah. you so much for being here welcome to student i'm 
Alexandra. I don't know if I've even properly introduced myself <laughs> to you. Just, I'm Kate. Lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, before we get into all of the questions regarding modeling, mm-hmm. will you just introduce yourself to us? Who you are as a yeah, person, sure. hobbies, etc. Yes. Hello, I'm Kit Costello. I am 21 years of age, a sweet 21, <laughs> and um, I'm a model, fashion model. I have a TikTok. I have a podcast as well called Self Interrupted with Kit Costello. And yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I grew up on a farm. I have like a big origin story around me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're the farm in what part in England? yeah yeah yeah. in London like just above London so yeah it's it's definitely somewhat of an origin story like I grew up on a farm with my three brothers and then I went to an all-boys Catholic rugby school okay it was yeah bad for me so yeah left there yeah that sounds so English like all of it it's so English like yeah so British yeah yeah my grandpa's is um English and was a rugby yeah he moved to New Zealand when he was 18 and then moved to the states and he was a rugby coach for like 35 years so I feel like crazy yeah but when did you when did the the fashion love for fashion come alive like was it always there or I'm trying to like place yeah yeah trying to get the timeline of my life um I think Fashion was always there for me. I remember always being really uncomfortable with the clothes that I was wearing when I was younger because I didn't feel like they expressed me. Yeah. Which is really interesting now looking back on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but fashion has always been, I mean, when I was younger, I was wearing my mom's Holy Communion dress. Okay. When I was like eight years old and a Holy Communion dress is something that you do in like Catholic yeah. like, religion, like you have your Holy Communion. And I would run around in my mom's Holy Communion dress, which is just like so funny to look back on now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that was like my first love of fashion, like getting into that kind of thing. And then yeah. obviously growing up and seeing like all, like drag queens and stuff yeah. and being obsessed with them and yeah, yeah, just learning more and more and more. And it's kind of yeah. just come to this. Yeah, from Catholic, I'm so interested in the Catholic school, all yeah. boy Catholic school. Was it a boarding school? Was there uniforms? No, like- it was, yeah, there were, there was uniforms and all schools in England okay but oh, it was a okay. it was a yeah it was a state school so it was open to everyone but I think you just had to I don't think you had to be necessarily Catholic I think you just had to there was a time where you had to be Catholic but then I had friends who were Muslim and you know yeah all different kind of religions there which is great but yeah I mean it was definitely an experience yeah. and <laughs> it, it was like one of those schools where after in third period you'd have to stand up and pray Oh, and okay. I look back in it now and I'm like, Christ, like that was crazy. Literally times. Christ, like literally. Yeah, literally <laughs> Christ. Um, but yeah, it was a super interesting school. But I, I had an yeah. okay experience there. It wasn't incredible, but yeah. It was an experience I think I needed to go through. Yeah. How so? I think growing up queer, you can really have this kind of fear of men. Mm, um, and I think I think going to an all-boys school, I learned how to read them quite yeah. quickly and learn learn about them which is really yeah. interesting no, um yeah. so I think I definitely needed that because I have friends that were queer growing up at the same age and they were just they couldn't approach men they mm-hmm. not even in like a way of like being with them but like yeah. just talking to them they felt so uncomfortable yeah. but I kind of 
got through that by yeah. going to that school for five years yeah definitely I love that thank you for sharing that I'm of I'm course. getting the full history of how you came to be this gorgeous gorgeous person the Costello so, law book yeah yeah no I <laughs> I look forward to the memoir like I yeah, I'm, right. I'm excited for it but <laughs> when did you begin you've always been interested in fashion you went to all mm-hmm. boys catholic school with uniforms then yeah. you graduated when did you begin modeling and when did you know like okay I'm gonna model I want to model like how did that yeah come to be yeah so in the UK you go to secondary school from ages 11 to 16 yeah and after that you can either go to college which is different to university it's like from 16 to 18 years old and you can do like some kind of subject it's a little bit more relaxed you can wear your own clothes and stuff yeah or you can continue down the more I wouldn't say traditional route, but like, yeah, it's more like paid out for you. It's like mm-hmm. the sixth form route. Yeah. Um, sixth form again is for two years and then you do like A-levels. And I went to sixth form, but I moved schools. So I okay. went to, an, I went to a non-religious mixed school. Okay. And that, it felt like, God, it felt like heaven. I was, I was out there with my girls. Yeah. And I yeah. knew that I didn't want to go to university. So I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to have fun. I took yeah. film studies, food technology and photography. Oh, love. And photography is what moved me on to wanting to become a model because I did the topic of gender fluidity okay and none of the boys wanted to wear the dresses I was like I guess I I guess I've got to yeah yeah twist my arm yeah exactly (laughs) so I I wasn't only wearing it I was also taking the photos oh so yeah so I kind of learned through that that I was like oh I want to be a model this is what I want to do yeah and then I was like well I don't want to go to university I don't necessarily care that much about these grades. So let me just put all my focus into this photography project, make it my portfolio so I can send it out to modeling agencies. And that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. I love that. I I am so like, what's the word? Giddy about you? Like I am <laughs> like, I just love, I'm like, okay, I need to like get in interviewer mode because I just want to be like, like fangirl. No, please, just right a little now. chat. Let's do no, it. No, I mean it's lovely. I think it's so beautiful like there's a real richness to how you came to modeling I mean I feel like <laughs> uh, like so American I'm like yeah I watched America's Next Top Model and eh, it just kind of <laughs> sounded fun so I decided to do it where like for for you I how I'm perceiving it is like this real self self discovery and I think mm. it's really easy to commodify modeling as like your here to sell the clothes or to whatever it may be to pose but with you there's this like really gorgeous um like coming of age story coming of age yes yes take the words right out of my mouth like identity and like the fact that you were the one taking the pictures too and modeling and coming to yourself and coming to your um uh like expression that way it's just really mm. lovely yeah. so I I lo- I, I love I, I love it like I really yeah. love modeling I mean growing up on a farm seeing like all of my brothers do farming and stuff yeah. and I have three brothers so they all do that and they've been all around the world doing it yeah and I just knew from such a young age that I did not want to do that and it's yeah. kind of scary you know because yeah. <laughs> I'm the first I'm the first person on my dad's side to not do farming yeah so I was like I'm gonna take a complete left field and do something 
so different but I just I really love modeling it's yeah. like everything about it yeah and you've been so successful with it too I know again in Moya's vlog you like you've done fashion week now multiple times yeah. and your images are just my god they're like beautiful so you thank you so be, much yeah how did now for like the technical and then like I want to get back to like this great coming of age story <laughs> when you were submitting to agencies did you submit mm -hmm. digitals did you send like a cover letter what did that yeah. I feel like there are a lot of people who want to model and want to get signed but don't know kind of there's the old school like oh you have to get scouted like you have to yeah. wait until they oh, come yeah, to you no, so, never did yeah. that yeah I've never been scouted in my life I think <laughs> I've been scouted a couple of times on Instagram but that's it yeah I feel like every model's like oh my gosh I was in Target in the gluten-free aisle <laughs> and I got scouted by a modeling agency and that was it Your and that's just is yeah. so good <laughs> and that that's not my experience at all and it kind of it can make you feel a bit um less than because yeah. you're like well what where's my scout you know but yeah. for me I left sixth form early because of the covid restrictions oh. we got shut down for covid okay so in between that time I was trying to make the most out of it and I took photos with my mom and my cousins and I submitted them and I got denied by every single agency. Really? Every single one. I think I applied to like, what, like 30? Yeah. And I got denied by all of them. And it was, I was like, no, because that was at the beginning of, like, I knew nothing about modeling. So I was like, oh, that's it yeah. for me then. Like, it's yeah. over. But I then waited six months. And I think I had like platinum blonde hair at the time as well. Okay, gorgeous. And I then applied again. And I got one, one agency accepted me. And I was like, this is it yeah ride or die let's go yeah and it just kind of snowballed from there um yeah. and I think I've always had this kind of image like I signed to an agency that I didn't necessarily care for all that much it was commercial I like more editorial work but yeah. I knew that I was just in it for the long run I wasn't yeah. in it to like straight away and I think that's what people get confused about yeah when you enter the modeling industry I think people and oh, you can hear my dog barking sorry um good. I think people come into the modeling industry and they just expect it to take off really quickly yeah. runway the first season that they're on yeah. and also the family around you they kind of put that pressure on you to, like yeah. why are you successful you haven't done runway yet yeah but it's it's such a story and it's such an arc as well like it, yeah. it ebbs and it flows and yeah. yeah I can't even remember what I was talking about no, but yeah I, I'm so I'm so glad you said that I with the agencies like I think it's so it's so easy to get discouraged but you really like have to, if you're going to do it, have to have like both feet firmly planted into the ground. Like exactly. you can't get swayed. And I think you only need one. Yes. Like you only yeah. need one. You only need one. You can only have one agency in whatever territory you're in, like legally. <laughs> so like you yeah, just exactly. need one, one person to see the vision. And I think too, like I heard the other day, on a TikTok, God bless, about like the seven year overnight success talk because I'm in LA right now and I was talking about in Hollywood, like you hear about these overnight successes, but really it's like seven years of like doing short films, submitting to yeah. this, getting rejected, 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 and then you get the one big role. But you exactly. don't really see see the failures. And I think with modeling, it's so sporadic too, as exactly. you say, like I just hear Tyra Banks saying one minute you're oh or is that that's Heidi Klum and Project Runway one minute you're in the next minute you're yeah. out 
you know, but it's, it's true. And I think you, but you have to, I'm glad you've mentioned the, the long game of it, because I think I always say like easy, well, not, I always say this is also just like a common phrase, but like (laughs) easy come, easy go, you know, like, I think a a sustainable career is really important and giving yourself grace when you have family, especially because you're not, you're not farming. Like, how do you deal with the pressure of like, and for me, I feel like it's not even something like people are explicitly saying, but I feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, because I'm doing something different than my family or my friends, I have to like justify it by like, by doing it and like by yeah, exactly. and then when you're not booking you're like what am I doing like mm-hmm. how do you deal how do you handle that do I handle that I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a case of I think at the beginning I was you can kind of get a big ego when mm-hmm. you start modeling and you can start to kind of form this character around your model persona So you don't want to crush it to your family. Like you want people to think like, oh, Kit's so successful. They've been this, this and that. And like, if someone says one bad thing, like they didn't get that job. It's like, why did you say that? I want people to think this. I think being transparent is really important and saying, I haven't had a job in a couple of months, but I'm trying, I'm doing, I'm doing work. I'm contacting photographers. I'm doing this stuff. I think also just coming from a family that just don't nothing about it is quite nice as well because you can just kind of make shit up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, they, they, they are supportive. And I think that they kind of understand it and not fully, but yeah, I try, I try my best to say like, this doesn't just happen. Yeah. Like you don't just see, I think people think from an outsider's perspective, they think when you sign that paper, when you sign that contract, you're on the runway the next day and you're yeah. doing these. But I think that's because that's what this narrative that a lot of models from the 90s had and that's what my parents saw growing up yeah that's what they expect from me but yeah no I definitely think that it's just being transparent is the best way the best foot forward in that kind of thing and you you do such a lovely job of that like on TikTok like really being honest about it like it's really comforting for me as somebody who is modeling but feels like this great sense of imposter syndrome because it's like Mm. I'm not booking every week and it's like nobody is like you know what I mean like it it's it's really nice to yeah have that openness and I think it is the new wave forward I hope like I hope so yeah because I've really I think making those videos it's it can be kind of daunting I mean I made a video famously (laughs) um a couple of months ago saying that I hadn't had a paid job in like five months yeah and that was I got not backlash from it but I think people were like well then why are you in the industry maybe you're just not good enough but I think it's just because they don't understand it made me question myself I mean that was I had like a famous little breakdown um, (laughs) during London Fashion Week because I it was just off the tail of that video and then I got declined from my the first Fashion Week casting I got declined from yeah. And I just broke down and I never normally get broken yeah. down by like castings. Yeah. But I was like, I guess I'm just not good enough for this. And yeah. I was like, girl, get up. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You're not going to go forward by being on the floor crying. Like, yeah. come on, you know? So yeah. I think it's kind of foreign to people that I say stuff like that, but yeah. it's the best way for 
especially new models. I don't really care yeah. what people will have to say, like just onlookers, but new models, I want them to know that you don't get booked every week. And if you do, good for you, but like, it's very rare. Yeah. And, and if you do then getting paid, like, honey, it's going to yes. take, like, it's going to, yeah, exactly. not going to be instant deposit. Like it's going to take, no. like, there's so many things, little things like that, that I think I wish somebody would have like, because with agents and with like, you have the fantasy of like, because you have agents telling you like you're gonna be the next Kate Moss, and it's like I'm I'm simply not at least yeah. not yet. Like, so I think there's a lot of a lot of promises, and it can be so crushing. Like I, when you were saying like getting rejected from the London Fashion Week casting, I was thinking about when I've been in New York for Fashion Week and going to the castings, like this past. September my my only goal was to not to cry after casting and just to like like compartmentalize and like once I walk out be done and I I did cry after one but like valid it happens it happens it's a lot I mean going especially going to like different states different countries I recently went to Paris and yeah oh I got nothing yeah it was but after a while I was just like I'm just in Paris I'm just gonna like enjoy that for the moment yeah. I went to a couple of castings and you can just tell you're in there for yeah. 20 seconds and they're yeah. like okay we can leave now and I'm like I just walked 40 minutes to get here bestie just I know I actually went to one of the castings and they declined me like there and then basically yeah. and I was like you guys I know you've declined me but can I just talk to you I haven't <laughs> talked to anyone in like three days because yeah. I don't speak in French I don't speak French yeah I've seen none of my friends in Paris so I was just like can I just talk to you yeah and we just had a conversation I and I didn't get the job. but yeah I just had to like because I feel like it's so easy to dehumanize mm, mm-hmm. models in the yeah. industry like yeah. you walk in there and yeah they say hi and they're like oh I like your outfit today but it's just so I mean in that casting especially I think I kind of said can I have a conversation just because I feel like they were I they love that. had this kind of like patriarchal view of themselves mm. and they were above me and I was like go take it down so I just had yeah. to be like let's have a conversation you know let's I... like let's humanize because they were all British yeah yeah yeah, we just had a convo and it was just nice to be human and not exactly yeah yeah Yeah, I love that I I've never said this ever out loud (laughs) (laughs) but I I well one I'm so glad that you said that because I think it's so easy to go into castings it takes yeah 40 minutes to an hour to get there depending on how many people are in front of you you can be waiting five minutes up to an hour I had one casting where I I went I walked and immediately they're like okay thank you and I like walked out and then I walked back in and I was like I just I'm not sure if you guys like understand saw me and like not even in like a and it was the most unhinged thing I've ever done this is like the tail end I was like I just need like and not even I want to walk for you again, but like I just want to make sure you mm. saw like I'm here, yeah. like because yeah. it, it's it, it feels it can be so dehumanizing and it's really it odd and like I'm really the conversation that's so especially as you say if you're in a place where you don't have friends and you're there just for the purpose of of castings and fashion week, it's so hard yeah. to remember like oh my god I'm in Paris I'm in New York what a beautiful thing I want to ask you about your experience being non-binary within the industry yeah open the floor like how 
has that been for you? Have you felt, I guess, yeah. blanket, blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just that's a great um, way to start it though. Yeah. Um, being, I joined the modeling industry and I identified just purely male, right? Mm. I was just like, yeah, I'm a man. Like <laughs> this is it. And I kind of, I kind of realized the yeah. other day that that beginning of my model era, that, that yeah. first six months, I really think it was my last chance at masculine, like heavy masculinity and like being yeah. just a man. Yeah. Because I remember just trying to force it so much. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm a man, I'm a male model. I have blonde hair. It's short on the sides. It's long on top. I'm wearing yeah. fancy clothing. Yeah. Um, But it just wasn't me and it wasn't speaking to me. Yeah. And the more jobs that I got, the more I realized like, I don't identify with that anymore. Yeah. I don't identify with the masculinity aspect of it that much anymore. Yeah. So start becoming more feminine. And then I got my first cover on the cover of a bride magazine. And I was wearing like a big dress. Love. And yeah, it was it was crazy. It was like a big yellow dress and it was really, really cool. And I think from then on, it, it's just been like a snowball effect of just yeah. like discovering that, like I mean bring it back to the start of when we yeah. started recording I was wearing that dress that communion dress that my mom let me wear yeah and then it went to that and it was just a realization like oh it's always been there I've always been hyper feminine is... yeah I've always identified more you know feminine and that's what is really cool about modeling is that it's let me kind of do that yeah. but in the industry I think it's definitely a case of people profiting off of it quite a lot and yeah. I have been with an agency where they I actually recently literally just uploaded a TikTok about this yeah where they just it's kind of like uh what's it called like pride washing kind of thing oh, but just yeah, on yeah, their yeah, like yeah. website yes. so they had a non-binary board and there were only two non-binary people on there but then the rest were like not non-binary they were just gay and it's like that's not the same thing we're not learning yeah. about that you know so since yeah. I've left them I mean I've just been on this kind of journey this gender journey and I think yeah. it's still continuing and I think that's really cool and yeah. being in this industry I think it's very um it's not restrictive and it just lets you yeah. kind of express that and yeah. doing runways where I can wear whatever I want and yeah it's great it's a really fun time and yeah I love it. I love the complete, I really love the image of you or the connection of you in this, on the cover of like magazine, this gorgeous dress. And then thinking of like little Kit yeah. wearing the communion yeah. dress, like it's very sweet. And it's only, only the beginning of, of, of this great evolution. And I think it's so important yeah. to have, like, I think when we think, when I think of models, today like yes you have the 90s supermodels who were like iconic obviously but like supermodel to me is like having that life history and that story and something and that vulnerability yeah. and that and the yes. grace to share and I'm I mean I'm really truly just awed by you and I think it is important to to really like point out like the um Oh, what is it called? It's like that washing, but also the, um, what is it called? It's like the, not protesting, but the, like, 
purity I know, you know I, what I mean? yeah. it's like on the tip of my tongue I can't think of what the word is where it's like I mean everyone a lot of brand a lot of brands do it like when Black Lives Matter was happening like just kind of being like see we're not racist we posted yeah. this infographic like what are you talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about and I think there's a similar thing like within the industry of like no we're not we're not transphobic we're not we look at our non-binary board with exactly that isn't that aren't that are <laughs> it's like they're not actually non-binary they're, they're not just... actually non-binary but like we have the board like you know what yeah. I mean it's I think it, it's good that there's the pressure on the industry but I also think it's so clear to see when it's not sincere mm. and when it's not everlasting exactly. change but yeah how, and I've yeah I've been in situations where with my old agency I've de- I've declined so many jobs yeah especially over like pride month all of yeah. that it's just like these brands just throwing money at you yeah you know yeah. like and I've just I've I mean I declined like thousands and thousands of pounds to work with this one airline yeah. brand and I was like what the f- what do you yeah. do that's like advocating for queer rights you just yeah. want to walk down the middle of a plane <laughs> like, like yeah uh, yeah I that was so embarrassing that's really I'm very impressed though that you had the integrity to do that because I think it's really easy also just like grab the bag then like but also fair enough like take their money like if you're queer take their money you know yeah but for me it's it's just the money comes back around it really it it will you know if you if you stay loyal to your um beliefs and it, it it will and if it doesn't come around like the the like people see your vision and like yeah your expression in itself so you don't yeah. need to like show that through an airline company yeah no I love that though like I think having really having and either yeah either way like if, if you know like everyone can have their own make their own decisions obviously like we're all adults yeah. but really you're just so authentic I think that's what's really like what was clear to me in the digital impression I have of you and now getting like being able to share a conversation with you has it I'm curious like last question with with gender identity has mm-hmm. the modeling industry to simplify it greatly like has that has it been like has it affirmed you or has it reinforced anything negative or like how is it I think it's mainly just, it's made me who I am. Yeah. I think just yeah. plain and simple, you know? Yeah. I think that it's so, there are parts of it that are inclusive, you know, like I've done runways and everyone is so sweet back there and I've only walked feminine categories, which I love. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind walking a masculine category. It wouldn't like bother me that much, but I definitely, yeah. I'm seen more feminine and yeah. female which I really like. And I think that is something that in the future that all of that kind of stuff I kind of bring with me. Yeah. Um, and I've had a really positive experience so far, um, which I'm just really grateful for because it's yeah. just, it's made me who I am today. And it's, it's given me that confidence Yeah. because I think as queer people, you're, it's very easy to kind of like suppress who you are, but I've kind of evolved to, who I am today yeah. because the modeling industry for me has been a very uplifting experience and even if in some cases it hasn't 
I've just been trying my best to kind of ignore that and do my own yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's so, I feel like I could truly talk to you for hours about this and like, just like <laughs> dissecting, like, and like in my head, I'm like, okay, chapter one on the farm, chapter two, Catholic. You could. I would love to I really quick um I'm like not me being so absolutely like fascinated by you and like your journey <laughs> but I'm I'm curious with masculinity obviously that I'm just like yeah I'm like growing up on a farm they're like all boys yeah. school like I'm like it's such an image to starting with that as you're modeling like doing male bookings mm -hmm. do you think you'll ever return to menswear traditional menswear I don't, I don't know. know I think yeah. that is I... I can hear myself <laughs> but um I think that it's I don't know because I've seen a lot of the models that inspire me do masculine runways mm -hmm. um so I think that kind of thing wouldn't phase me but doing photo shoots where yeah. it's just like me with men yeah I feel a bit like ew like no <laughs> you know so I don't think that's very me yeah but yeah I think I'm definitely leaning toward more female feminine yeah. kind of stuff and that's yeah. just where I feel the most comfortable yeah I, I love that I was just curious like I think it's I was just I was just curious I I it's really interesting like I think there's some designers who do the androgynous um ambiguous really well like Tom Brown where it's a little tongue-in-cheek like mm -hmm. a little bit of both and it's but I I hope more designers continue to do that a lot of it feels really antiquated in some way like and I understand how like with the original runway shows where the model like has the numbers and it's like four buyers but now like the spectacle that is that is fashion that is fashion month I feel like having it's just I don't know funny I guess to me that there's still and I guess it makes sense but I feel like there's room for progression of like let's have yeah. everyone walk down the road that's yeah, a whole exactly. whole collection yeah. um but I'm curious to see industry-wise and business-wise how it responds to it. But it seems like your heart is really in the art of it, not to do like yeah, an elementary sure. school rhyme. But like, no. <laughs> like as soon as I was saying that, I was like, okay, second grade, like yeah, okay, but, quote. Know, yeah, okay, but you know what I mean, like yeah. And I feel I'm. I you mentioned the long game and things coming back around and money coming back around what are some of your big career goals within this industry if and I know it's always scary to say like even out yeah. loud to myself yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't have I to think, care if you don't want to but no for sure I think my my goals are to just have a legacy to yeah. really just be 
I know it sounds so cliche, but be like an inspiration to people, like yeah. have people look up to me and just be inspired really, yeah. you know, I yeah. just, I want, I really just want that. I don't, yeah. there's not really necessarily like a, a brand that I really want to work for. I think yeah. a lot of the time when you have that kind of dream, especially in modeling, you put so much pressure on it and so much baggage on it that when it actually comes to doing that with that dream brand, it's like, hmm, this wasn't actually what I thought it would be. But when yeah. you do a shoot that you didn't necessarily, maybe you're not getting paid for it. Maybe it's just a collab shoot, like something yeah. super chill. You're like, this is why I'm doing yeah. this job. You know, that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff. So I think in the future, yeah, I just want to be an inspiration with legacy. And I do want to have my own agency at yes. one point. You mentioned that yeah. in the TikTok live. I'm like, I'm like embarrassingly such a fan. I'm like, oh no, please. I'm like, oh a yeah. Um, yeah, kittenator through and through. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, but I, I love that. I love, I think also too, like, when you put the pressure off of like, I need to do this brand and I want to do this yeah. too. And like, it, it makes it because you just can't control that. But yeah. if you have like the intention of like, like I've been thinking about like, what kind of model do I want to be? What kind of actor do I want to be? It's like, I just want to be like the kind, the easy one on set that makes exactly. people feel the professional one, the professional one. And that is so, and that's something I can control, you know, like yeah, I can't exactly. control if Prada wants to work with me, like hope so, <laughs> but I can't like, I can't bang on their office doors, you know? So with an agency, and I guess I'm curious, I, this also goes to when you are an agent, but also right now, what kind of changes do you want to see in the industry? transparency communication yeah like that's all I ask for yeah you know I yeah. don't want to be promised stuff that's not mm -hmm. going to happen if I'm going to go to Paris and I'm not going to get work tell me that yeah so don't say you're going to be invited to these events you're going to do photo shoots yeah. with photographers I don't need to know that if you say <laughs> go to Paris for a couple of days do a couple of casts and see how see how it goes yeah. if you want to extend your stay there do it if you don't come home yeah don't say probably best you're out there for like 10 days yeah and yeah. you'll have two castings and then yeah. for the rest you'll be in like a deep depressive episode because you don't think you're a good enough model you yeah. know so like I think it's super important for that kind of transparency yeah um and not even to do with like that's kind of more of an extreme but like yeah just with a shoot you know yeah. like this is when you're gonna get paid yeah if it if it doesn't happen like it's our problem yeah like this is it's just it's kind of simple stuff that I feel like yeah. the children just aren't quite understanding and it's yeah. kind of annoying no I think there's like something it's like they love the gatekeeping like I feel like the yeah. fashion like thrives and like the chaos and like go, you need to go to Paris now for 10 yeah. days and exactly. like and like you don't know when you're gonna get paid but don't email us unless it's been like x amount of days like yeah. just like chaos and it's like it always amazes me too, like how last minute castings are, which I'm so grateful yeah. for them. I love them. I'm happy to have them. I'm happy to go. But I'm like, we know every single year that fashion month happens from yeah. September to October. <laughs> like we know it's coming. And then also like January to March, like we know yeah. why are we doing And it's just like my type A personality like needs. Yeah 
the it's like insane yeah it's so but I think that's like the game of it it's like I truly yeah. think and some personalities thrive on that couldn't be me yeah. but nonetheless I want to ask you because this is something that like I've been there with when you are following this like impulse of a dream and when you're taking a leap of faith truly mm -hmm. to go to Paris to go to London to whatever and you're there for the purpose of hoping to get booked for castings and then you don't but you're there like I have I've been there <laughs> like where I'm like yeah. I'm here and nothing is happening and the only explanation I can think of is it's my fault and then I mm -hmm. sink into self-loathing how do you pull yourself out of that well <laughs> I my Paris experience was an experience yeah I got there and my Airbnb was terrible so that was already like a, a complete downer like I fully had to yeah. move and like it was just like a whole thing and then on top of that I wasn't getting work so then yeah. it just became this whole thing where I totally forgot I was in Paris it was just mm. me so tunnel vision on like yeah. work yeah um but after a couple of days I had two castings the first two days I was there mm -hmm. after that I had nothing and I was still in Paris for what eight days after that yeah. so I think the day after that I, I just tried to romanticize the fact I was there. Yeah. But then after that, I was like, stop trying to make it this thing. Just be mm. present. Just be in the moment. And I just tried to make like the most. And I, I was just, I took photos of myself yeah. and I did a little bit of makeup, I did my hair. I made myself feel nice. I was like, yeah. if no one else is going to do it for me, I'm going to do it for myself. Because I, I think ultimately in this kind of industry, a lot of people come into it thinking that as soon as you get signed, it's all going to happen. Like I've said, but deeper than that, I think these, you think that these relationships you make with your manager, your booker and all that, you think that they're like at the forefront of that person's mind, but I feel like you never are as a model, yeah. but I am, I'm yeah. at the forefront of my mind. Like I'm going to make myself, it's what I was doing when I, I left my first agency and yeah. I had to like not get signed for two months. I was doing all of my own stuff. I got on yeah. fashion week. I was able to like get in magazines and I think yeah. I just have that kind of drive which I'm really yeah. grateful for because yeah. I think for me it was kind of like I either do this or the farm bitch and like <laughs> I don't want to do that so the this farm. is the only option yeah god bless the farm no I, like I yes I think you have you can't be waiting around the phone waiting for it to ring waiting right. for the call you have to go make it happen yeah. for yourself like you and you have to have the vision for yourself because as as close as you are to your agent as lovely as they are as much as they are working for you they're also working for a hundred people on the board a hundred yeah. plus people on the board like I love that so yeah it's so important. That down. yeah yeah make it till you make it yeah it's true honestly how do you what well first what does confidence mean to you hmm. Hmm. <laughs> confidence to me is a belief in myself hmm. I think when I feel the most confident is when I'm like believing like oh I I, I look good you know like yeah. if I'm on the runway 
if I'm doing a shoot, if I'm with my friends, because your yeah. friends are always hyping you up, like yeah. that's when I feel the most confident. And that's what confidence really means to me. And it's just like that self-love that you can only bring to yourself, you know? Yeah. That sounds so like deep, but it no, but that is true. for me, yeah. Yeah. I think it's I oh I, I always have such a hard time getting to like I'm the kind of person like I like love listening to these podcasts that's like self-care self-love self-improvement but I'm always like okay but how like how I need like the wiki wiki how step by step step. like number one get out of bed number two like what are some (laughs) like practices that you have like how do you one with friendships like how have you Mm -hmm. found those connections of like people that really see you and affirm you especially especially I mean my god the origin story of the century like going from the farm I I won't shut up about it the Catholic (laughs) school like I just can't get out of my head to like it's crazy becoming this fashion fashion person and like Mm -hmm. really and going London and Paris like I know it doesn't feel glamorous, but like getting to do yeah. that, like imagine little kid hearing about that. Yeah, you know? I know. it's crazy. I think it is so important to have the correct people around you. And I've been in yeah. situations where, you know, you have to like let go of the people that aren't serving you anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're also yeah. not serving them. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. definitely have like such a small group of people in my life that yeah. just get it. They support yeah. me. I support them. It's it's not even like a second thought. It's not like, oh, I need to, a lot of my friends are musicians and it's not like, oh, I have to post this on the story <laughs> today to affirm that friendship. It's like, yeah. I love you. I love your music. Let me go yeah. ahead and tell, scream Everyone. from the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. My friend who's a baker, like yeah. completely different field of work. I'm telling my family about her all the time. You know, yeah. I think having those friends in your life that are just going to conditionally support you unconditionally support you yeah is so important because I've I've been in situations where yeah I haven't had that yeah definitely like at that all boys catholic school I didn't have <laughs> any friends but I was never like lonely because no, I didn't want to be sure. friends with them yeah yeah and that's just me like protecting my peace I knew that when yeah. I left that school I wasn't going to talk to anyone yeah from there and I yeah. d- and I haven't um yeah and I think that's it's awesome. just important to know like who those yeah. people are those yeah. the good the good eggs I think also too it's something that like you say like you can't fake it like you never want to no. feel an obligation of like oh I have to post my friend's yeah. music now <laughs> like, yeah exactly you know and I but I think too I'm thinking back on like certain friendships that I've had where it like maybe looks good on paper or it like mm-hmm is the cool like thing but when you're in that situation like I don't know it's you can I can feel my I could feel myself in those in those groups like shriv like shrinking myself and not it wasn't again it was just like a mutual incompatibility it wasn't their fault it it was just not the right group and I feel like it is frustrating again it's like the terrible type a in me that's like give me a list and I'll do it but you it's just something that you come into like becoming yourself and it's but it is also sweet like really when you feel like yourself 
it feels like a return to like yeah. the little kid in you. Like I'm just thinking about moments where I have like certain things where I'm like, this just feels so me and it feels like it's always been me and I'm just thinking of you and the dress and the communion dress and it's like this great story full circle yeah yeah I'm curious when what are the modeling jobs you've had that you've felt most most in your skin and most most present well most present I think (laughs) my most recent London Fashion Week experience was I think that was a moment where I, I mean, I, I always know as soon as I started this job, I was like, oh, I want to do this forever. But yeah. that job was like, oh, this is, I'm never doubting myself with this yeah. job again. I don't care mm-hmm. if I never get booked again. This yeah. is what I'm doing. And I don't yeah. care who like knows it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. because I had that wobble at the beginning of London Fashion Week, it was what I needed. It rounded it up, you know? Yeah. And it was, I had eight outfit changes. Oh my god! In a, sh- in a single show, and so it was you one were of those the show. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, it was one yeah. of those ones where everyone's screaming for your name. People are running with you. You're like holding people's hands. You're running past everyone in the line to get to the front. You're like, it was crazy, and yeah. I came away from it with like scratches all up and down my leg, like bruises. I, but it was what I needed because yeah, I knew like when I was on the runway, I was like, I could fall over right now. Cause I was wearing <laughs> garments that were just not fitted for me. I hadn't fit for like half of them. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think it was one of those things where it was like, oh, I needed to do this because I needed to see the, the, the rawness. Mm. I, I'd, I'd been a part of like fashion week shows before, but they were always yeah. more less chaotic. Yeah. This one was probably the most chaotic show I'm ever going to be a part of. It was crazy. Yeah. And it just made me like, oh this is intense and I love it yeah yeah there's an adrenaline rush like as much as I'm like the castings all around town I'm like no I love it like it is yeah and it is not me being so contradictory I'm like I hate the chaos and then I'm like I love the chaos (laughs) yeah but it it is a it is it is like a give and take yeah yeah exactly so what I want to talk a little bit more about the like nitty-gritty like I feel like we've done the like very big um slightly more philosophical like (laughs) big questions now just like down to the very basic for the listeners who one model have no idea how to like what do you wear to castings how do you like what's the what's the casting pre-game like mental prep to like get you get you going let me think um I think you've really got to have an outfit that you feel confident in Mm -hmm. if you go somewhere and you don't feel confident I would just say don't go because yeah I've been in that London Fashion Week casting that I like cried when I came yeah. home from it's because I didn't feel confident in my hair my outfit yeah. it didn't feel good so I'd recommend if you're a new model I don't even care if Fashion Week is months away yeah. get an outfit together get a hairstyle together that yeah. you feel confident in that like shows off your body yeah um plain it doesn't I've turned up to castings where people are wearing like really chill outfits and yeah. like they just look so cool effortlessly and I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. like good for yeah, you yeah. but like for me I feel like I need like a uniform maybe it's growing up going to yeah. like school and stuff like that <laughs> but I need that kind of this is what I'm gonna wear and this time it was yeah. it was a denim vest and um denim trousers like I guess jeans yeah um 
and that was my look throughout yeah. it was freezing cold but I was yeah. running through London like that was that was it and I think it's just so important to have a staple look that you just wear yeah. throughout the week so you don't have to worry about it yeah definitely walking into castings what like what's the number one the number one like advice you would give to new models as it pertains to casting and then I want to talk about booking after but casting like mm -hmm. this is your como se dice this is like your um bread and butter right here or your like yeah. golden golden ticket like remember this new models before you go to your okay sinks no pressure <laughs> yeah no um going to a casting oh it's it's tough because I really want to say like just be personable just be yeah. be nice everyone's there everyone's doing the same yeah. thing they're seeing hundreds of people yeah. like go in there be kind be nice yeah. talk to them a bit don't talk to them too much like don't yeah. try and have like a deep conversation yeah but definitely just have like be just chill be nice be friendly yeah I think yeah. that's all I can really say because I think it's castings are so simple yeah and don't overwork it you walk into yeah. a room you say hi, you give your cop card, you show them your book, and then you do a little walk, a one-two step. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's nothing special. So just yeah. adding a little bit of like spice to that, whether yeah. that's wearing a cute little heel that they might remember. Yeah. You know, having like just being nice to them, talking to the person yeah. that's like standing next to you, being nice to the other models as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it's just really important. That's another thing. And I think I've this is the most important thing that I try to remind myself always and try to do is like to get out of your own head and yeah. like not to be so tunnel vision Alexander 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 but like oh look at this lovely person sitting next yeah, to exactly. me where are you from and like it does humanize the whole experience and some of my friends I still have today I met at castings when we were both <laughs> just like you know going going through it but now for booking what's the feeling that you get when you when you book and what what is that experience mm. like for you to know like okay I got the job I did it like with the with... go ahead my first London Fashion Week casting that I ever had I was with yeah. my old agency and they were commercial like weren't editorial yeah and I remember one time in like beginning of February I get this casting through and it just says this the brand and then lfw and i was like what is that because i've been going through like terrible jobs and i was like yeah. lfw i've never heard of this this is terrible yeah. i yeah. can't believe that they get me another crap job then i realized it was london fashion week and i was like oh my gosh like this is crazy i went and i booked it like first yeah. casting first job it was crazy yeah um and i remember i just really kept it to myself i don't know why i did that yeah. but i like made it like a thing like i yeah. think for me it was a very big deal and it was yeah. to be honest it was the end goal of my career yeah. I was like if yeah. I do London Fashion Week go quit like that's it yeah you I can but then I did it and I was like this was not that was not that good that my, that was my first experience but yeah. um booking it, it was it was very exciting but yeah. for me I'm the kind of person that's like well you never know it could be taken away from you so yeah. I never really enjoy it until like the last second like when I'm there you know yeah it's so hard like it is so I, this is something I probably should be talking about in therapy and like not in a podcast, <laughs> but I'm always like, I'm not accomplished. I haven't done anything. And then mm -hmm. I like, 
make inventory of what I've done and I'm like okay that's actually cool and like yeah I've I've done it like the fact that you can say like oh yeah I've done London Fashion Week oh yeah I've done it's like not a lot of people get to say that but it's so hard when you're in it and it is so fleeting it's not like going you're not going into London Fashion Week every day nine to five it's like you it's not a regular job with with consistency and it is so sporadic that I think it's I struggle with finding in the moment appreciation and gratitude. Like when I'm on set, I'm like living la vida loca. I'm having so much fun. I'm so happy. I feel the love. I feel the gratitude. And then after the fact, I'm like, okay, but now I need to do something else. And now it's like so hard to be, to stay thankful. I probably sound like such Mm -hmm. a brat, but it's like just that. No, no, no. No, you don't. It's such a common thing because the more you get into the modeling industry, especially if you've reached a point of being able to walk down in fashion week, you've yeah. made friends with models to the point where yeah. you're following them on Instagram. So yeah. you're seeing all of their accomplishments. Yeah. And then you doing a little show. It's yeah. like, oh, like that's nothing. They yeah. are walking for this brand and this brand. And I think yeah. it's so easy to become accustomed to stuff so quickly. Yes. But that it's like hard. walking London Fashion yeah. Week you walk it once and then you're like okay well will I get it next season like is this the last time yeah and then you walk it next season and then you're like okay well I only yeah 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 Yeah, it's it's it's, it's such a weird thing it is it's so odd and I always want to like hold on to the excitement and the giddiness and I feel like I I do a pretty I try to like stay you know excited and I, I think I succeed in that I hope but I remember my first New York Fashion Week. It was my first booking. It was a presentation. And mm-hmm. I like when I found out it was going to be like Vogue Runway was coming to like take pictures and do all the things. I was like so excited about it. And one of the girls there was like, she had, she's been a model for a minute. She's like, oh yeah. Like was not excited about it. I was yeah. like, no, Vogue. <laughs> yeah. I like and then but then you feel the thing of like okay I need to be cool like I need yeah. to like oh my gosh and I'm like I can't like I'm giving up on that like that's not my brand that's yeah, not no. who I am you know it's so much fun I mean I my yeah. first the first job I ever did there was a girl there and she was like so over it she was yeah. like this is taking so long and I was like oh my gosh just like ground it like yeah. come on we're yeah. having a good time we're getting yeah. paid money yeah to just sit down and read a book like yeah get real like yeah. it's fine get, yeah yeah totally I really honestly could talk to you forever but I know it's like <laughs> it's it's dinner time for you there so oh yeah no it's fine I I really appreciate like again your vulnerability and openness and I feel truly like the fan at heart I am so inspired oh by you <laughs> like I'm like Kittenator like that's I'm rebranding the podcast <laughs> just Kittenator like this is it like nobody Please, else needs no. to come on after like Kit the mother has spoken like we're yeah. <laughs> this is it like <laughs> but anyways where I need to like be I'm trying to be more um podcasty of like where can they find you but like where, oh where can people follow find where can the children find me yes the children can find me at at kit.costello on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can also go to my website, kitcanbeinteresting.com. I love and it. And you can listen to me if you want to hear more 
on my podcast, Self Interrupted with Kit Costello, which is just a topical podcast. Yeah. The most recent episode was called My 24 Hour Boyfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. pretty, it's intense. Yeah. No, I love it. And that's such a brilliant, you're, I, it feels so like icky to be like your branding is so good but I'm like I love the name I love the website name like I'm oh like gosh, I I'm you. so so clever but really thank you so much Kit like truly I'm of course like, no like the feelings are all mutual thank you so much for having me I really appreciate you reaching out it means so much to me of course